With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Tales with TR, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Follow Terry Ryan on all social media platforms. New episodes every Tuesday or Thursday, wherever you download podcasts from. Gents, welcome to episode 28. Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan. And um, great guest today, one of my buddies, a musician, changing it up a little bit, Chris Ryan. Um, one half of the Divine Ryans. Uh, CR and I did a couple of. Um, yeah, we, you know what? I, I'm going to wait and tell this story. Anyway, yeah, we performed, if you can believe that. He's a musician and I'm not, but he knows some songs and I, that I can sing. Uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, I hope everybody had a great week, which is impossible for everybody listening to the show to have a great week. But I sincerely hope my audience maximized their potential. I was going to go clean on this one. I was going to. Then I figured, screw it. Sierra and I'll probably square, swear so. I'm just saying that because last week I said I was going to do a couple of upcoming clean shows and a few fans asked me and uh, I would and I will soon, but I don't really want to today. So fuck COVID and fuck Donald Trump. Fuck what else? Fuck plastic packaging. That's way too hard to fucking open. I got headphones yesterday and it took all I had not to beat him with a baseball bat. I could not get him out of the thing. I had to go get a saw. So fuck that. Fuck pedophiles. Fuck terrorists. Fuck Lance Armstrong. I mean, there's liars and then there's that deceit. Fuck him anyway. Fuck the Houston Astros for that matter. If you're a baseball fan, you know what I'm talking about. If not, look into it. Those guys are getting off because there's a bigger story. So they're getting off scot-free. Well, somewhat. Of course, we could argue that, but yeah, cheater's a cheater as far as I'm concerned. And there's there's little cheats and there's big. And, and then to deny it and everything else. So fuck them. 
And fuck every radio station that didn't hire me. I'm getting all kinds of messages from people. I appreciate that. Oh, Terry, you should be on the radio. You should be on TV. Well, I do appreciate that. It would kind of be better than being in this basement apartment on a modest salary, doing it for nothing. But yeah, don't talk to me. They're not hiring me for things like this opening. Fuck my high ankle sprain. Fuck hypocrisy. Fuck Bill Cosby. Fuck elitism. Fuck people that bring their toddlers to movies. I mean, really. I mean, give your head a shake. Fuck people that say they played 10 years of pro hockey and you go on Hockey DB and you find out they played two games in the Southern League during a lockout or some shit. Uh, fuck people that use their phones when they're at restaurants. It's one thing to like type, whatever. I know it happens. It's not a generational thing. You're on your fucking phone in a nice restaurant talking about a business deal. Honestly, it, it makes me want to get up and slap you in the fucking face, whoever you are. So that's that. Uh, Sierra. So Sierra's my buddy and actually a decent hockey player. So he's coming up. Um, like I said, he's my guest today. And he is, a, like, uh, for the arts community, like, he's a real good hockey player. Like, he played a few games senior. I think he played junior B for a few years. Like, CR can play. If you, if you saw him skating around, you know, he, he wouldn't embarrass you at a pro skate. Now, that's the skating, of course. There's a lot that goes with that. And he can make a pass and he can shoot, just making those quick decisions and uh, peripheral and everything. Okay, you know, he's not the, the best at that, but that's because, you know, he's, he's a fucking musician. But... Of the musicians, I've often talked, Jim Cuddy and, and Alan Hocko, Mark O'Brien, just to name a few. Alan Doyle back in the day was a good goalie. Lots play, lots play. Um, but CR is, is definitely one of the better players. He's probably the most natural looking. And we go to a hockey tournament every year, uh, usually uh, in the spring, not this year, called the Summit of Arts. It's in Toronto, and there's like... God, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, 25 to 50 teams, I, I guess. There's all these different divisions, and uh, it's mostly artists. Like, we went up with the Republic of Doyle, an old TV show a few years ago. That's how we got started. And, uh, I, you know, Leonard Cohen had a team there. I remember he wasn't playing, obviously. He's dead now, but this was like 10 years ago when it started. And Sloan has a team there always. Uh, there's, you know, radio stations. It's just, it's for the arts community. Anyway, so CR and I. Yeah, we ended up getting up on stage. Every, it, because it's an arts thing, they expect that, you know, each team is given like a half hour and you got to go for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you got to go down to the Horseshoe, which is a classic bar that in Toronto that the Stones played at. But each, each group gets a half hour. So they assume that because Alan Hawko's on our team and we're Republic of Doyle and we got a few actors that, you know, we're going to do an acting thing or something. The stage is there. You can do whatever you want. And, um, and there's been some great things that Dave Bedini did the singing Don Cherry's. He did Sergeant Pepper, his own ways of the real statics, by the way, and, and author Dave's probably, you know, at this point, probably more people know him as an author, but great musician, real statics, check them out. But anyway, anybody can do anything, but so we didn't have anything. We had a half hour. So CR, you know, he was, he was an up and coming musician now, then that, that was probably five, six years ago. Now he's pretty well established, at least in Atlantic Canada. And um, anyway, I, I, you know, there's songs like Bad Leroy Brown or The Apartment Song. Bad Leroy Brown's by Jim Croce. The Apartment Song by uh, Tom Petty. 
oh my God, Rayvon, Buddy Holly. Um, um, God, what's another one that we do? Uh, La Bamba. Like uh, the Grundy County auction. So these songs don't really, as long as you know the words, which I do, they don't really require much range. So like a lot of people might go, oh, TR, you can sing. No, quite the contrary. I got up once and tried to sing uh, Paul McCartney, you know, everybody, because I know the words to all the Beatles songs. So people, uh, Billy Hickey had me up and he said, let's do We Can Work It Out. And the song starts, try to see it my way. It, it starts higher than I can sing. It starts, and that's Paul McCartney, that's the Beatles. But you don't really realize it. So I had to come down a few levels and it was still hard. But anyway, there's some layups. If you know the words to, oh, Johnny B. Good. That's my, Johnny B. Good's a layup, right? Everybody likes it. Most guitar players can in, in play it. And you can get up and do a great job because, you know, deep down in Louisiana, across the New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the evergreens. It, it, it's really, really, you don't have to, there's not much range. I'm not a musician. I don't know how you say that. But, you know, as long as I'm on key, it does, you know, I don't have to hit any high notes. It's, it's a layup. So anyway, Sierra knows that, and he gets me up and to sing those layup kind of songs, and it's great. Uh, we're buddies for, for many, many years. That's just a highlight. Um, what else? Uh, you know, I've heard some things. In, if you're in St. John's in the um, media, just about like you know George Street or whatever, and you know there's people clustering together. I got to say, downtown has never been better in decades. There's a beach bar now. There's a beach bar the whole side of a building. Amir has it from, what's Amir's last name? I forget. He owns Jissy T Room. Uh, there's decks on every place, almost. The pedestrian walks like the regatta. Look that up if you're not from Newfoundland. The oldest sporting event in North America. It's just people are down there like sardines. So, you know, at this point, now we do, we've had two cases or something, and they're pretty isolated. So hopefully that stays. But we get a cluster. Uh, I don't know how they're going to deal with it. And the NHL coming back, everybody. I am pumped as you are. I think it's going to be a weird kind of odd uh, situation. And, and, you know, A, yes, people are starting to talk about it. I said, if there's no fans, they're going to hear everybody chirping. I mean, I don't know how much chirping goes on in other sports. I know quite a bit. Um, I loved watching the last dance there for that reason, for the basketball. And I'm sure it happens in every sport. But hockey, like, you can fight. So, like, it gets real, you know, like, guy might come back and plow you in the head and Will that look immature? Like, I, I've seen fights happen in rec hockey, and it looks immature. It looks because there's no fans behind you, like with the momentum of that. So, I to feed off the momentum. So, like, I, I really don't know. I think it might look childish. I, I think this might be for people that don't want fighting. This might be your, you know, golden ticket because, you know, again, if, if there's no sounds and it's an empty stands and you can just hear knuckle on head. And if people aren't playing as viciously as they were, maybe it'll look silly. I, I really don't know. That's my prediction. Um, I hope not, but, but who knows? And, you know, are guys going to light each other up and center? I, I don't know. Is, it, is this post-COVID thing? Well, I shouldn't say post because we're during it. And really, I mean, they're pushing it. If this were a few months ago, and it's not like the cases have changed. In the States, I think there's more. They're just going ahead with it. I mean, and you could make an argument that they shouldn't be doing it. And it might be callous to some people. But, you know, then the whole argument of sports and, you know, entertainment, it cures anxiety and, and, and depression, or at least helps with it. So there is something to be said for this service being provided to people, right? I keep trying to tell people that. Well, those selfish hockey players, well, A, they're not selfish. Like, Max Domi didn't want to play. Like, but it, it is their job, right? So if they're, if they're, everybody else went back to work, like, you can't blame the players. 
and some aren't playing. But anyway, anyway, I think everybody should just relax till it happens. Uh, but you know what? Boom, I've ran out of my 10-minute preamble time. I'm real busy running uh, TJ's downtown. Anybody wants to pop in, love to see you. TJ's deck, we got lots of great specialists and lots of great entertainment. Uh, so that's it. Without further ado, uh, be right back. Chris Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do I have a guest for you this evening or this morning, depending on when you're listening to the podcast. This gentleman is a great guitarist, a magical musician, a bodacious buddy, a scintillating songwriter, an ambitious artist, a naughty Newfoundlander, a fantastic friend, a wondrous whale watcher, a jubilant George Streeter, a dynamite dancer. I went number eight, but this guy can also skate. Don't get me wrong, he's better at writing songs. Baby, you can drive my car, but until then, Chris is gonna play guitar. Cows say moo, and this guy dresses well too. I'm not lying, he's half the Divine Ryans. I'll tell you this, you see, we often leave the bar well after three. I drive a car, he drives a scooter. I like beer, he likes shooters. I don't know if he drives a scooter, that just rhymed. He wears his jeans tight and his ass looks good. So damn tight, you can see his manhood. He likes to set trends and stick to his roots. Much like me, he wears lots of cowboy boots. We have similar nicknames while we're lounging at the bar. His last name of Ryan, of course, they call him CR. Yes, his last name is cool and he dresses real fine. Ladies and gents, it's my buddy, Chris Ryan. There he is. <laughs> intro. That's Man, it. I couldn't have wrote that better. Well, you know, speaking of writing, you got anything else coming up? We'll get into your, we'll get into the origin story of CR. But tell us what, what's going on right now. How are you spending this summer? I know you'd normally be traveling and playing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously crazy. Um, but, you know, the whole thing, it's, uh, it's given us a bit of time to create and uh, get some new music ready. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I think the new single is going to be out. It's called uh, I Ain't Mad. Um, super excited for it, real driving kind of a rocking new country tune. So uh, we're excited to get that out there. And uh, I'm sure the Divine Rhymes will be, uh, will have it well learned by the time we share the stage again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I can't wait. And we will get into that. So we, we, we're going to back up a little bit because I'm even curious here. Because when you know, I say we, you're, you're much younger than me, but you know, I was around when you were just, when, when you were kicking it, when you were coming up. And I, I know that like the first time I really met you was skating, and I, I said it in the preamble. Like you're you're decent, you're good hockey player, but skating like of the musicians I know, you're the best skater. Like you look like you you've played. If someone said watching you in warm up, they'd say, oh, he probably played pro. Like you're that good of a skater. So you must have played all the way up at some point. And the other thing, you you know everybody I know that plays hockey, so there must be some thread there. And the other thing is that. You know, you came on the scene. I remember you playing covers, hoping to get a gig on George Street, The Odd Place, and now you're sought after. So what happened? At some point, you turned from hockey player to musician, or like when you were eight, maybe you just knew what you wanted to do, and that's music. I don't really know. Tell us how that happened. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, like you said, we, we, we met each other through, through sports, and I uh, grew up, you know, playing softball, playing hockey. Um, had a lot of fun. Uh, played uh Played junior here in uh, in Newfoundland with uh, St. John's, and uh, and then ended up uh, winning a championship in Belle Island, 2007. A little bit of fun. Um, 
went on, played uh, with Mel Pearl a little bit uh, in the senior ranks. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I knew I wasn't, uh, I wasn't keeping the wolves away from the door with my, uh, with my puck handling skills. So, uh, I had to do something that could uh, pay the bills and it, uh, you know, luckily for me uh, with music, you know, it, um, it started off, uh, I did my first bar gig when I was 15 years old. I don't think that's going to happen too I often did anymore. Barclays and Mount Pearl. Really? Wow. That Barclays and Mount Pearl. Yeah. I didn't know that. And so yeah. when did you start learning the guitar? Uh, I was about 12, I think. Wow. Uh, and then like what, started... what inspired you to do that in grade six? Uh, my, well, I have a couple of dad's brothers are players and uh, we've got some, uh, you know, family who married in on mom's side on the Maloney side who, yeah. uh, who played as, who played as well. So, you know, you, you, my, my family is from a small community in, uh, on Bonavista, uh, on, on the Bonavista Peninsula, I should say, sorry, in a small community called Southern Bay. So, you know, I'm sure much like yourself, like you grow up and it's all, John Prime, Bruce Springsteen, Steve Earle, Rodeo, like all this stuff is just kind of like inbred into your soul from a young age. And then, uh, yeah, it was, I guess I was sitting around uh, when I was a kid, I'd, you know, you'd sit around in a kitchen table or a kitchen party and you'd see people passing around guitars and they're, you know, you just, I guess you kind of like idolize that, you know, similar to, similar to what you would when I was a kid in the, in the old Memorial Stadium watching this guy Terry Ryan play with the uh, St. John's Maple Leafs, you know. It was, uh, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I, you know, it's just kind of like, I guess it's that, like that pedestal kind of feeling, you know what I mean? Like when you see somebody and you see the way that anybody like that can command the room and, and just draw the attention that you do, I guess you kind of just become a, a sponge and you just you just want to have that attention like someone else does right so well, uh, i hear you there's a, there, and there's a lot of parallels and you know with, with hockey and, and music and, and you know one person that i talked to that a lot about that a lot that used to come to a lot of those saint john's maple leafs games because he was here a lot is jim cuddy yeah. so we met you know why don't you, i guess you explain it it's your interview like how we met People know that I know Jim. He wrote the forward to my book. A lot of people probably listening don't realize who Jim Cuddy is. He's the, he's the lead singer of Blue Rodeo and a great guy, great musician, and yeah. a decent hockey player. You know, he's in his 60s. I, I assume he was a great hockey player back in the day. Tell, um, tell us, you know, explain to people how we know him kind of thing. Yeah, so uh, I know you met him, um, you know, through through the game. and I just find it really ironic before you go further that he used to come to a lot of those games. You were a kid coming with Ryan Graham and the boys from Mount Pearl. And like I said, like I'm a little bit older than you guys. So like you were coming to watch me. Everybody was in the same building. <laughs> Later, we'll all, we'd all end up hanging out in Toronto. But yeah, I find absolutely. that part really ironic. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I, man, I can't remember what year it was, but we uh, – Myself and, and you and uh, Alan Hocko and um, Mark O'Brien and a bunch of other people, uh, not name dropping, just kind of like painting a little picture here. Uh, we're up in Toronto for uh, what used to be called the Summit of the Arts. Uh, art, it was, it's, not art, it's an arts industry hockey tournament. Yes. Um, and like, you know, there's Dave Bedini's in there, Jim Cuddy, George Strombolopoulos, uh, Chris Murphy from Sloan. Like, all these guys are all part of the Toronto scene. We go up with the Republican Doyle guys because they get us in on the arts industry side of things. <laughs> I and, think that's uh, how I started doing stuff on Republican Doyle. Those were, those, you and I were, we were ringers the, at, the, at the beginning. We were the ringers. <laughs> <laughs> we, and then we, we technically got, were the arts industry. 
Yeah, and then we got uh, we we brought in a couple other big ringers. We got uh, Ryan Graham. We got Scott Brophy. Uh, you know, Scott Brophy. We had Brian Muir, Stanley Cup winner. Yeah, exactly. It was like, you know, Scott, Scott, <laughs> Brophy has won, Scott Brophy has won every single thing, I think, in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, and uh, so, yeah, this, you know, we were pulling in and, and you said, uh, I'm, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. And I was like, okay. And then uh, you told me that beforehand. We pull into the rink and then, of course, you come in, show up in this uh, SUV, roll out of the passenger side sunglasses on cowboy boots on tooth out probably i actually probably in in your hand if i really want to paint the vivid picture and out of the driver's seat comes out jim cuddy and i'm like holy like this is and you're just it just you know you're you're hitting your stride on the music scene too so yeah i mean that was right around the time that i was getting ready to release prairie girl so i guess it was probably 2012 2013 something like that and uh and yeah, you're like, uh, hey, Jim, this is my buddy, uh, Chris Ryan. You guys are going to be playing together. And I'm like, what? So the, the, li- the line initially was myself, Mark O'Brien, and Jim Cuddy. Mark O'Brien, for those that don't know, just played, got the Canadian Screen Actors Award for playing uh, Terry Sawchuck uh, in the movie Goalie. Uh, played Republic of Doyle. He's been in it. He's probably the mo- one of the most successful Canadian actors right now. Just City on a Hill he was in with... Yeah. Um, Kevin Bacon, it's phenomenal. Anyway, I just figured I'd insert that because a lot of yeah, people yeah, absolutely. So that must have been uh, unreal to play. Oh, it was hilarious. And we get on the like I had I, I just idolized Jim Cuddy because I remember Outskirts, I remember Diamond Mine. You remember all those old records that are like, you know, when you're driving down the TCH in a 1988 Olds Cutlass and you're in the back seat just bobbing your head. You just you never think in a million years that you're gonna the guy in the cassette player. Yes, that's right, people. There was cassettes once upon a time. <laughs> um, <laughs> You never think that, okay, like, not only am I going to be idolizing this guy and, you know, I'm on a, now I'm on a line with him in a rec hockey tournament in Toronto. I think it's the first time I've ever flown with a hockey bag, like, for anything menial, like, meaningful in my life. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so I'm sat down on the bench and, uh, and I'm going to cut it. Okay, like, who's going where? And Mobster goes, I'm going left side. Cuddy goes, all right, I'm going to go right side. And I'm looking like, so you want me to play the middle on an Olympic-sized ice surface? Are you flipping kidding me? <laughs> I, remember you were, I remember you were playing defense at one point, and it was a line change. I ended up on the red – like, I ended up on the red line. You hit me with a tape-to-tape, boom, red line. I'm from the red line in. It took me 45 minutes to get to the friggin' net <laughs> on a breakaway. Like, but by the time you, by the time you released the pass from the goal line, I had enough time to go back if I wanted to, tape my stick, it off and get back out, pick it up, and then go in on the breakaway. Oh, oh man, I I but, loved all that though. That those, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Those those trips were like awesome. You know, like we, the first time I ever played uh, the Elma Combo, the Divine Ryan's, Chris Ryan and Terry Ryan. Uh, no, that was the horseshoe, wasn't that it? Was horseshoe. That was so the horseshoe. So I kind of alluded to it before we started. I, I, I gave yeah. them a bit of an idea that each, the way I remembered Sierra is that because it's an arts tournament, there's Friday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, people go to the horseshoe and there's probably like, say they, the, the, the tournament has it rented from six to 12 every night, something like that. And then each group gets a half hour on stage and, and not only gets it, you're, you're kind of expected to get up there. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And they absolutely. expected Republic of Doyle to have some acting thing, like something set up, at least give it, me a skit. It was scheduled. 
like there, there was yeah. an actual schedule. So the first year we did it, we had Barry Canning and, uh, and Greg Hocko. Barry Canning, great songwriter from Central Newfoundland, uh, from Seniors Way, actually. He's in Bishop's yeah. Falls. And, uh, and Greg Hocko, Alan Hocko's brother, fantastic composer, uh, heavily involved right now with the Come From Away play. So that's the first year. Second year we go up, not really paying any attention. And the schedule comes out. And the guy who is organizing for like our liaison, if you will, uh, McBride, he goes, uh, so you guys are on. He looked at, well, he looked at me and you and I typically were sat in, in the room to get like next to each other. And he says, uh, you know, you, you're scheduled. You have your guitar, right? I'm like, no, I don't have a freaking guitar. I just flew with a bundle of sticks and a hockey bag and a suitcase. Of course, he didn't bring a guitar. Where was he going to like, I'm not a pack of people. So uh, anyways, you were like, Sierra, this is it. This is our time. And I've never, that was the, one of the first times that you've ever looked at me with conviction. We played senior baseball together, folks, for those like myself and Terry. Yeah. We, we've done a bunch of like, he was there when I got called up to the senior blades and, and when I was in junior in 2006, 2007. Uh, Bird Dog was our coach, God rest his soul, absolute animal. Um, yeah. But we can touch on all that sort of stuff. But you looked at me with such conviction. And, well, it was the horseshoe. Like, the Stones like, played there. I was like, oh, I could actually play. <laughs> this, is, this isn't a joke. Like, I could actually play as yeah. a band in the horseshoe, the horseshoe with tavern, an audience. Yeah. So when yeah. we got up there, I looked down, and Buddy from Sloan, what's his name? That, uh, Chris Murphy. First person I saw, and it was packed in there, I'm telling you, because everybody's in there getting drunk on tickets and everything. And so all of a sudden, we're looking down. And I'm like, is this for real? I can just grab the mic now. Sierra knows all the songs. I was telling them, like, there's songs that are layups. If you know the words to Johnny Be Good, you got to be able to sing it because there's no real keys to hit. There's no, you know, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Fair. anyway, that, yes. that, that's, that's a go-to for you. Uh, yeah. But you look, you're like, I'll never forget it. I, I absolutely roared. You look at me, just like, this is our time. I'm like, oh my God, like, Terry, what are we going to do? And obviously, I've seen you in every situation from the dance floor at Turkey Joe's with nothing but a hat over your hanger <laughs> yeah. to, you know, like jumping off with Damien Follett. And I was like, okay, this is like, and I'm thinking, okay, we got to get a guitar. They're like, no worries, we'll get you a guitar. I was like, okay, well, we got to learn a song. Terry, I don't know, we don't have to learn a song. We're just going to wing it. I'm like, okay, we're going I'll to let you horseshoe. take control of that. We're going, we're, going, we're going to the horseshoe tee. Like, I don't know if we're really just going to be able to wing it while Jim Cuddy is watching us. Like, Everybody else had, had, had things elaborately planned out. Man, some of these people showed up. Remember, the, like, there was bands that had, like, full-on costume outfits. Remember the Don Cherry? Remember the Baby uh, Blue Hockey Night in Canada band? <laughs> the Don Cherry jacket band? Or the, I guess that was the Ron McLean, Ron McLean jacket, yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh and then the, the, someone beating them did Sergeant Pepper from a hockey point of view. They wrote the, they rewrote the last rewrote three songs Sergeant of the Pepper. album. Oh, <laughs> they rewrote the last three songs. They had all the garb on. We just got up, but we told that story and people started laughing. So, I, Oh man. Like you had it right from the get go. It was just like, it was pure comedy. Just and, like, oh, yeah. Man. Just, Hey, you guys want to fucking hear this? This is it. I'm yeah. not a musician. This guy is, we're going to try. What do you want to hear? And someone said, someone said classic rock. And I went, because like there's only about four right now that in my repertoire that I know that he's going to put classic rock. Sure. Okay. We're going to go back for this one. <laughs> this is an oldie where I come from. Johnny be good. Right. I'm just reciting back to the future. Anyway, uh, CR, who do you, who was your biggest? So you named some, 
who who were your biggest influences? Because the other thing is, you're 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 the definition to me of like country rock, but there's also some trad in there. Newfoundland, if I say trad, it's like Irish kind of yeah. folky, and, and you know, not that you are folky, but a lot of your songs, folk is like you know you can kind of touch on it, you can whisper with the words um, and the vernacular, the whole thing. And I find you, you know your your music is country rock tinge the odd one of, of a folk feel to it, more, more about the feel of the place. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, who did you, who were some of your big idols growing up? That you, uh, you know, like we, you know, we talked about rodeo and, and uh, you know, that was a huge one. Um, my, my whole dad's, my dad's whole family, they're all Springsteen freaks. So, uh, so Blue know, Rodeo and Springsteen, first of all, so you're not going to go wrong if you're a musician. No, you know, like you get two of the most iconic storytellers in their respected not only just countries, but, you know, like if you look at it from a Canadian music perspective, okay, like your two big ones that I would recall would be, you know, your, you know, the hip or, or, or rodeo. And you're looking at, you know, one of the greatest storytellers of all time from an American point of view. So, um, you know, that was, those, those were a couple of big ones. And I'm, I love Steve Earle. I guess that's probably where the country side of stuff started. Is, to happen but see, to me. Even with these guys, there's a country, Steve Earle and Bruce Springsteen. I even, when I said folk, don't get that mixed yeah. up with, with Pete. No, it's, but, that, but that's I, like, they're, they're lyrics. writers. Yeah. They're writers. Yes. You know, it's, uh, and, like the, if and there was no of, music, it would still be powerful. Yeah, it's, it's a poem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and, that sort of stuff. And then as, as I got older and, and kind of got into, you know, uh, broadening, if you will, uh, Vince Gill was a big one for me. Uh, oh, nice. I did uh, not know that. Sierra. Oh man. Massive. Yeah. I got to see him when I was working in Nashville in 2016, uh, with a band called the time jumpers. And, uh, he just walks in like, as, well, I can't say you walk into a ring casually because the door flies open and it's just everything is coming in there. But uh, when yeah. he walked into, he walked into this bar called Third and Lindsley and just had a guitar over his shoulder and an amp in his hand and that was it. Like no roadies, no nothing. Just walked in, set up his own gear and then rock and roll. Wow, that's great. I saw him in the late 90s in Tri-Cities. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, like he's the same sort of thing. Like he's, he's one of the people that I kind of really got me into playing guitar a little bit more. And because um, obviously he's a slinger um, and then, you know, he's got one of the most angelic voices on the face of the earth. So the beauty, absolute beautiful voice. My two favorite voices in country. If you only talk voices, Alison Krauss and Vince Gill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so then yourself. Prairie Girl would have been your first single around then. I can't really yeah. recall. First yeah. album comes out, does fairly well. Second album, a couple of years ago. We're, Am I we're wrong? Right now, yeah, we're working because I mean, like everything is changing in, in in the music industry, you know. And and I mean, Prairie Girl was a single first, wasn't it? And then Prairie Girl was the a single or? first. Prairie Girl was a single first, and we redid it. So Prairie Girl came out twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um, the album was, yeah, the album was 2014 and we redid Prairie Girl and put it on there just so it would, you know, like sonically match with the rest of the record. Um, nice words. And then, and then I ended up, uh, and then I ended up kind of getting away from my own solo stuff because I was getting hired as a guitar player, uh, which was awesome because I got a couple of great gigs, you know, Quentin Reddy had me hired. We did uh, Cavendish Beach Music Festival. We did a show in Trinidad. 
Um, Trinidad. Then, Trinidad. Yeah, it was crazy. And How then was that? Hot. Holy smokes. It was like, we, we went down, we filmed a TV show, and it was a collaborative. Uh, oh, fuck, I remember that now. Yeah. Three yeah. years ago. Yeah. So they basically, wow. they put us with uh, Clinton's pretty straight and narrow new country. Um, and, uh, or dead straight uh, new country, I should say. And we were, we were, <laughs> we were paired with a few, like a jazz fusion band from Trinidad. <laughs> so they ended up like they had to write a tune together and then we had like we so we went down we played one of their tunes they played like we played with them we did a quentin tune we did one of their tunes and then when like on the other end of it they came up here and in between those two trips uh the like the two writers so quentin and then the band that we were paired with uh had to write a tune together so like i'm a country guy like rock guy but you know like you said, yeah. grew up doing covers. So like, you know, to both, I wouldn't know how to classify to, you to do it all down there, to do it all down there. Like you kind of like just play whatever. So now I'm playing jazz music and like fusion music on the uh, stage with a camera in front of me. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be like, I am going to butcher this, but great experience. Um, and then I bet you didn't butcher it though. Cause you're a musician and they played around you. Yeah. I mean, like we, we got through it. It was, it was, it, you know, like everybody, Everybody yeah. had a bit of fun and, and, and you know, like the, the show went off okay. And then um, from there, I went on to do some work with uh, Kelly Prescott and the Family Brown. Uh, Family Brown, Canadian Country Music Hall of Famers. Um, and then, yeah, so most, uh, then I, you know, kind of got back to my own thing. So we released uh, a tune called uh, Last Forever. So that was last year. Uh, and then release Slow Down, which is the second single after the record. And now we're going to do the third one. And these are all basically going to be, you know, we're going to have these as a record or an album. Um, but, you know, we're, the, the industry right now is, is so crazy that people are not buying, excuse me, full records. Yeah, that's why I, 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 that was one of my questions. I was going to say, like, in, in nowadays, where even someone can use your song as a ringtone. Like you almost want that single as like for me, if I was writing, I wouldn't be waiting for the album. I'd, I'd be writing a single. I'd put that out there and then it'd give me a bit of pressure off. Now I can wait a year if I want, but that's just the way I would do it. I don't know the industry like you do. I just seem to be, you know, looking at the success that you're having and it seems to be working. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, and, and that's, and that's, yeah, I mean, appreciate that. But we, we're, you know, we're, we're getting some love and, and, and that's great. Uh, but it, it, the industry itself is gearing more toward because it's all digital music. You know what I mean? Like everybody's using Spotify or iTunes or whatever they use, and um, yeah, you know that's that's just the way that it goes. Like as opposed to like I just I just got a new car recently. I don't even think it has a CD player in it. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, and I, I'd like. I, I'm I'm like you. I still love to have the physical copy. I love Me the too. vinyl. I love the record. I love having that. Yeah. Um, I but, just went out and got. Uh, I just went out and got the best of Frank Sinatra Volume One and Two today, and I which I, I have them on Spotify. Uh, I thought I had them on record and I didn't, so I went and got them. I I have for me. It it's part of. I like to collect and I like to have the physical copy, and and maybe that could be in 
you know, the way we, we grew up and, you know, still there are, there are people, I don't want to shoot down this generation completely. There are definitely people that think that way they're, they're, or, or they wouldn't be coming back like they are. I mean, right. 10 years ago to the early nineties, you couldn't get a vinyl record if you wanted one, unless it was used. Yeah. Now 100%. all of a sudden it's everywhere. So someone's doing it. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 there's definitely a resurgence there. And, uh, you know, I think people are just finally figuring out that it really just does sound better. Yeah, you're right. Like it, it does, the quality of what you hear is better. Like I have what, one of my favorite vinyls I have is a artist, uh, like Americana guy out of Ireland. His name is Foy Vance, brilliant writer. I'll look and I have, his, I have his live, uh, one of his live albums. And it's just like sitting back and listening, like you just hearing the purity of a vinyl really you know, it's it, it it it's better. I don't care what anyone says. It's it's that's the way that we want to hear music. I I completely agree. Um, CR, so I know the answer to this, and you haven't brought it up. I don't care about name dropping. I never have. You experienced it. Tell us the biggest guy that you or girl that you opened up for. Uh, yeah. Well, I I did Toby Keith. That was uh, one of my fav- favorite things that ever happened. You call me that morning. I yeah. was on my way down to Greensleeves. I was like, yeah. what? What's happening? I, I, can, tell us the story again. Wild. Oh, man. Well, it was, it was funny because uh, so he, did, he did five shows in, in Atlantic Canada. Um, he flew into Newfoundland uh, on his jet from uh, Sydney. And he goes to Kelly's. And this is like, you know, like Newfoundland every story is viral. Like you can't do anything. Everybody knows about it like that. Yeah. Um, We're like, I'm pretty sure like Zuckerberg, he made Facebook off of what happens in Newfoundland. (laughs) No secrets. So um, anyways, he comes out, he ends up at this, at the first pub on George street, Kelly's pub. He goes in there and he's chatting up, uh, you know, like he's, he's there with the crowd, but of course everybody knows this now. So the next night is a Wednesday night. It's uh, the ice caps are in the playoffs. One of my best friends, Andrew Gordon from Halifax or just outside Halifax, the border's like uh, sign in Winnipeg, get sent down. Um, so he's living in town. This is great. We oh, go man. to the game. We go to the game. And, and I, you were buddies with Gordo before that, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. We lived we, together in 09. Yeah. yeah. So I am. Um, we, we, myself and my buddy, uh, well, our buddy, Nick Croft, we go to the game together. And uh, we're walking down. Of course, you're already downtown. Ice caps just won. Everything's looking great. So it's like we're going for beer. And as we're walking by Kelly's on the on the big screen at the game, um, they actually took they they did a big close up of Toby, and he sat down right on the glass, like you know, watching the game. And he's just you can tell he's eating up. Yeah. And this guy's like six foot five. 200 and some remarkable amounts of pounds. I can't even like know how much, like it's just insane. And uh, former football player. And uh, so like, there's nothing discreet about him. Like he's in a, he's in a ball cap, jean jacket, jean shirt, and a bandana around his neck. And shit kickers, of course. So uh, we knew he was out. I said, I looked at Croft and I said, let's just pop in. Not to be like a star fucker or anything like that it was just kind of like i to be completely honest i wanted to thank him for the opportunity 
know what I mean? Like I'm playing a sold out stadium in my hometown, 6,500 yeah. people. It's me and an acoustic guitar and 6,500 people. Yeah. I was so proud of you that day, man. That's and he cool. said, uh, anyways, I walked in and he was right on the corner of the bar. And I walked in and I went to shake it, like, you know, kind of like reach in and just, you know, like, and this giant arm grabs me, pulls me back. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm opening a show on Friday. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> and this guy goes, this guy goes, your name Ryan. I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm Chris Ryan. He goes, all right. Hey, Tobe, this guy's opening the show on Friday. And he looks over and he goes, uh, what are you doing there? I said, I don't mean any disrespect. I don't want to overstep. I just really just wanted to come in and say hello. And because like sometimes with these gigs, like depending on who the artist is, the, the opener would never see the, the yeah. headline and act. You know what I mean? Like that's not uncommon for it to happen. It's unfortunate because obviously, you know, look out for the little guy sort of thing. And I just want to say thank you. I said, I don't want to, you know, take up any of your time or crowd your space and just like no disrespect. Like he goes, I like you, boy. Let's have a pine. Wow. So we wow, just, wow, wow. we stood up for the rest of the night and I like, I bring up Gordo's name because, uh, you know, because of him, I got to skate with the guys a couple of times when, you know, like people would be hurt or whatever. So I text him and I'm like, Hey guys, like, you know, don't make a big deal about this. Don't take the whole team or anything. I was like, but you know, and they were going on the road like two days later. Cause it was in the playoffs. So they're going to Virginia. And anyways, so I text Gordo. I'm like, don't make a big deal about this. But Ian Croft or just they're hanging up freaking Toby Keith and his manager and his security guard, the security guards next Navy seal. He's the guy who grabbed me. Like it's just massive. So, uh, the boys come down and this is the, this is one of the coolest things and I, and I like the fact that it's going to kind of really tie in with hockey uh, Toby owns a, a, a chain of restaurants throughout the states he has one in uh, Norfolk which is where the Norfolk Admirals were playing yeah. who the Ice Caps were playing in the playoffs <laughs> so Toby like he's looking at the guys he's talking about the game he's like man y'all that's a I play football man that's a rough game Y'all play a rough game up here. You crazy Canadians, man. You crazy Canadians. And so they're going back and forth, and I introduced Gordo. It was Gordo, J.C. Lapon, and um, Josh London, who, you know, as we know, skates with us now. He's living in Newfoundland. Yeah. And uh, anyways, man, y'all going to Virginia? I got a restaurant in Virginia. So through the jigs, through the yeah, jigs yeah. and the reels. Yeah. Like and I'm the liaison to this. Now the boys were in the playoffs, so of course, like we're, we're, you don't want to, like you know, you don't want to get anyone off like like their mojo sort of thing. Like you just yeah. you, like yeah. everybody's in the zone. These guys are winning. You don't want to throw anything off. Yeah. So I'm like texting with Tre uh, Trevor Murphy. I'm like, hey, like just a heads up. And then I was like, wait a minute, I can't, I can't tell their like the player rep sort of thing that this is an opportunity. Anyways, long story short. <laughs> I know Toby, what you mean. Yeah, but Toby, Toby offers the open bar, uh, op like pay for all the meals. Like everything is all comped for him, for the entire team to go to his restaurant in Norfolk. That's incredible that this, right. that, cause I'm glad to hear that about Toby Keith though. This, we're talking about a mega star. Yeah. And like, it didn't, it, it some didn't people wouldn't be like that. It didn't work out cause the book, like, you know, yeah. whatever the guy you know 
but still they, they, they were smart about it but it was just the offer he extended this offer to him and i'm like see that's like that's amazing when you're he's the the highest grossing country artist of all time wow yeah and you opened for him man in front of that crowd it's not like it's not like you played a festival and went on at 10 a.m and he went on at 10 at night you know, so, and now that had led to other opportunities. Didn't you shortly after that play at the ECMAs or, or something like that? Yeah, I played ECMAs a couple you times. You did? Okay, that's uh, huge. Can- East Coast Canadian Music Awards, Awards, for those that don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how was that experience? Where was like, it when you played them? Uh, Sydney, I think. Uh, we've been to several now, you know, just I been playing with a couple nominated artists. So that's been, you know. It's Quentin was nominated in Carolina East most recently. She's been nominated a couple of times. So, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's kind of hard to explain. It's a, it's a conference. So there's panels, there's interviews, there's meetings, there's like, you're doing all this all the time, but in the same breath, um, you know, it's, it's an art, it's a, it's a music conference. So it's a party. There's like a, there's a party every night. And no matter what, it's like, you know, it's our, it's our East coast Junos is the best way to describe it. And, you know, sadly this year we were supposed to host them here in St. John's, but that obviously uh, <laughs> didn't happen. So, uh, and but speak, yeah. Speaking of that, speaking of that, speaking of that, how, like, how has this been different for you? Like, cause normally you'd be playing St. John's for those that don't know by now, but it's really, really, um, <clears throat> artistically inclined they, they, you know we're way overrepresented when it comes to actors and writers and musicians and, and painters whatever it might be so i'm guessing now that you're at the top of the heap but with so many people not being able to leave the island really i mean you can but there's so many rules how do you find it gigging like are you traveling or you know or some places can't have a band some places you know, like say Gander or Grand Falls, I know are trying to use as many local people to give them work. So it, yeah. it got to be, I mean, it's just no different than me with hockey schools. Everything changed. So I got way less, you know, like, yeah. how are you dealing with it for that reason, especially with songs you want to release yeah. to the world? You know, it, it's, it's been pretty crazy, obviously. Um, now that we've opened up a little bit and we're back, uh, we're able to go, you know, you do, you do, you do your couple of gigs a week. Uh, like you said, for me, it's it's kind of weird. This is the longest, excuse me, time I've been in Newfoundland in like six years or something like that. So um, it's it's certainly different, but I mean, it's also it's also given people a more. It's also given people more of an appreciation for what they actually have here, and I find that in a lot of places that are like not smothered, but they're very rich in talent. Mm. Sometimes people can kind of not take advantage of it, but like take it for granted. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like when you have the opportunity to go out seven nights a week and see a great artist, see, you know, see good music, go hear your favorite tunes, go watch your favorite hockey player, get up and rip his tooth out and sing Johnny be good in front of everybody. <laughs> you know, like it's it, that, that sort of thing does kind of, you know, you can take you you can you can lose the like the the soulfulness of that because that's special. It's easy to it's easy to take that for granted. See, you notice that because you're a songwriter and you grasp imagery and and you know you you grasp the whole context of it. I, I think that's just natural. You, what you just said just came up, but you know you, you just basically were rambling. But you're, you, you it came from <laughs> but because it came from 
ramming might be the wrong word, but it, that was off the cuff. You, you, yeah. you know that. You didn't have to really sit there and think. Like, you know that's you. And because of that is why you create the music that you do. When you do create a song, what comes first, the lyrics or the tune, the melody? We're experiencing technical difficulties. There you are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I was. I missed you for a second. When you when you write, what what do you do first? Do you write the lyrics or do you go? Do you write the tune? Uh, it's 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 a it's certainly a, kind of a back and forth thing. Sometimes you're playing with a melody on the guitar that you're you know bouncing around in your head for you know years. Sometimes you just have a lyric that you want to use, and then you sit down and like it's it's all kind of uh, subject to whatever is happening, sort of thing, right? Do you, do you ever like? Say you're walking down the street, you're on a walk, you want to relax, but something comes into your mind and you know, I'm going to lose it if I don't go to, so I got to work. Sorry, I got to go to work because I, I'm yeah, I, I do this thing. This thing is like full of just like little voice notes and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, like I'll be in a writing session with somebody and then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I have an idea for that. And then you go in and you look like you're, you know, going through to see you know someone's number or you're texting or whatever but in actual fact you're just scrolling through all these ideas that some of them will never ever come to life you know what i mean like they'll never ever make it past yeah but if you don't if you don't put it down though and write it down or document it it definitely won't come to life yeah no oh. absolutely like i there's 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 nights that i'll be up in the night and like i'll wake up in the middle of the night and just have to jump on my phone and uh you know and had to uh like Paul McCartney writing yesterday, scrambled eggs. Didn't yeah. He just, didn't he wake up out of bed? Or, or was yeah. that Keith Richards with satisfaction, or was it both? I think I've heard both stories. That yeah, I've heard similar. To, yeah. Um, but I assume, imagine if, he, imagine if Paul McCartney said, ah, put it off. I'll get breakfast and write something later. Imagine if we didn't have yesterday and we didn't have satisfaction. Well, I mean. Two, two you could argue that both are anthems of the 60s. Um, top ten. Um, CR, what's coming up next? When when is this release going to happen? Are you? Uh, we're looking at uh, looking at mid August right now. Um, mid August, Jesus, well, not, we're only a few weeks away. Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming. Oh, up I didn't realize that soon. I called you just because I wanted to have you on, and it's been overdue. So yeah, tell us then. The so you got the three singles that you, I've already heard, or two of them yeah. I've heard. I haven't heard the yeah. third one. No, the third um, one will be. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, the third one is coming up mid August, and then uh, I kind of. I like I love and miss the idea of having like the CD release party. You know, when you do the album and then you can just like bring everybody together, play the tunes, tunes, yeah. and get it out there. Like that's something that you kind of want. So I think that I I, I almost want to like hold off a little bit with the record, with the with the with the full record, just so that you know we have an opportunity to get together with more than five friggin' people, and you know everybody enjoy it and share and share the tune right so, or the, the new the new material so um i'm i'm hoping for the fall but i mean who knows uh who knows in these crazy times what we're going to be able to do so have you uh oh i was going to say have you skated but we skated last week, skated uh, last week yeah. tough oh to get it tough to get an hour of ice time oh man well and then like, like we didn't just skate last week. There was like we skated with a bunch of pro oh, guys and get Quebec Junior oh guys. Oh my god! <laughs> How was that? Oh man, I, ended I hadn't up, skated I, for five months either, dude. Man, like so I, I'm lucky. 
uh, at one of our rinks here, I have a stall, so I just leave my gear there. I pulled up to the rink and realized, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I haven't skated since March. The rink's not even open, and my gear's out of my parents' house in the basement. So I go out to mom and dad's house, grab the bag, throw it in the car. Driving out, realize, well, frig, my sticks are at my house. So I turn around, go back to my own place, grab some lumber, go to the rink, show up to the rink, and guys are like zach o'brien stood up there like in his full gear of flip-flops i'm like shit i know me too <laughs> and i was like wait a minute you can't get dressed in a friggin' dressing room so here i am in a volkswagen jettis six foot three on the wrong side 200 pounds trying to take all my clothes off like you said earlier about the skinny jeans <laughs> trying to get those off and get my gitch on and then yeah. i got fully clothes i got fully gear ready in the front seat, in the driver's seat of a Volkswagen Jetta. Oh yeah, and and immediately when we go in, no oh, warm up, no warm up, no warm up. Two Q guys and a pro guy coming right at you. Oh, Je yeah. Jesse Sutton wheeling right like immediately. It was fucking oh, hilarious. And man, then, there was one. There was one kid. He was like five eight and. Like Clark Fisher plays in the NHL. Yeah. He was fucking. Yeah, I know. I'm like, all right, this is this is enough of this. And then it's like, with like the skate was supposed to be an hour, but the clock just kept going. So now all of a sudden it's supposed to be done at six fifty. Now it's like seven oh one, and it just yeah. keeps going. I go, I'm like, okay, boys, if this is an hour and a half, get the defibrillator out because I'm going down. Oh. <laughs> and the legs, but. I've never gone that long without skating. That's what usually saves me. I just skate, skate, skate five times a week. I don't yeah. really have to do I, I never was big on pumping iron, but I like my cardio. And, you know, or ball hockey, I wasn't doing either. So all I really did was ride my bike. I mean, it might keep you in safe shape somewhat, but it was all different muscles. Like, my yeah, muscles had atrophied. I, yeah. I could feel my much muscles had atrophied. Like, it was, yeah. it was my, especially my ass with my hip, like, towards my ass, hip flexor. Oh, my God. Just horrible. Um, but anyway, we got through it. Uh, CR, so you, I, I want to get to just a couple more things if possible. I'm sorry we, we went over the half hour. Um, as far as aspirations, where do you see yourself? Because I think you got a great little thing going now. You know, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a live artist in St. John's, you can make a living. But people, I don't think they, like I'm trying to compare it to somewhere. You know, if, if you were Toronto, Montreal, not just that they're big cities, but St. John's is as much or more. Like if you're downtown, pretty much every, some cafes have a live any day. What, what's it's today? Canada's Thursday? Nashville, man. It's yeah. Canada's if Nashville. I go downtown, yeah, there's going to be right now at least 30 places with live music immediately in the middle of the day on a, on a fucking Thursday. Yeah. So I, I think that you've carved out a great little career for yourself. And then in between gigs, you know, you're flying away. You're getting kind of what I do, you know, with the book I tour and then do some public speaking. Still say we should find a way to combine. But because yeah. um, we're kind of on the same level, um, you know, in, in each relative uh, genre that we're involved in, yeah. industry that we're involved in. So where do you see yourself uh, in, say, five years? Uh, I mean, you know, I, there's been... Like, would you move away or are you... you yeah, I, 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 almost, uh, I almost did it in... Uh, I, I had my foot out the door in 2016 and then had some stuff happen with the family that I ended up uh, sticking around for a little bit. I actually remember um, that we went to Toronto the same year. I had the same yeah. shit happen. But it's, um, you know, it's, I, I kind of love living home and as much as I would have enjoyed living in the smoke, you know, it's, uh, you know, yourself, St. John's is still St. John's. It's home. This is where, 
you know, my, my family, uh, who, who are left, uh, are still here and, you know, you got your buddies and it's like, it's not crazy. You know, like it, you go to, you go to Toronto and the other side of it is T2, like moving away to, it's so double-edged because, you know, for me, I, if I go to Nashville, there's, there, you know, there's probably a thousand Chris Ryans in Nashville, but there's only one of me here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you got a good living here anyway. So, yeah. So I, I'm comfortable, but in the same breath, like I certainly had the aspirations to get out there and, and, you know, see some more, see some more markets and, and, you know, continue to tour. Um, but yeah, five years from now, I mean, who knows? We could be, we could all be dusty. We could all be dust. Like I say, at some point, we all fit inside a Gatorade bottle, right? So live while you can. Um, Sierra, you know, so I, I got to take off. Uh, I'd love to talk more. We got lots more stories. Just like I always say, maybe come on for volume two sometime. We didn't touch on our buddies, Ryan Graham and Dave Roper. We didn't touch on that. We didn't touch on it. And, and I really want to. Um, we told that story. Is there anything else you'd like to get out there for uh, anything else you'd like to talk about before we go? No, man, that's all good. If anyone needs to find me, chrisryanmusic.ca. And other than that, thanks a million to you. This, is a, this has been a blast, man. No problem. And last couple things, though, I want to know, how can they follow you on social media? Uh, CryanNL uh, is my handle on the Twitter and, uh, and Instagram. Uh, you can find me at uh, chrisryanmusicca on Facebook. So facebook.com slash chrisryanmusicca. And then, like I said, the website, chrisryanmusic.ca. That's it. Tag me when it, when it gets released. I'll re-put it out there. I'll uh, retweet it, uh, restory it, whatever it might be. One of yeah. my best friends in the world. Thanks a lot for coming on. It was way overdue. I should have had you on earlier than this. I'll make it up to you tonight at TJ's with a few rounds. How's that? <laughs> Sounds great, brother. See you there. See you, buddy. Thanks again. Thanks, T. And there you have it. TR interviewing Sierra. Uh, great guy and great musician. And CR started just playing covers and we were kind of going, is he going to go through with this? And the first gig I saw him when, you know, at first, I think he was playing like Turkey's deck way back in the day, green sleeves. Oh, Barclays. I didn't see him at Barclays. He said he was there when he was 15, but at first I didn't really think much of it because he was our buddy and like hockey player and all that. Like he said, he played for bird dog. Uh, junior and, and whatever it might and played a bit as senior too but the thing about CR is because of that I really didn't give him the respect as a musician that he deserved in the early years and sure enough man he made himself into a dandy little musician he's um writes his own songs now and he plays covers great because CR like I said he can do it any way you want right so he'll country rock it up some songs or, or, or tone it down whatever he's best in my mind I love CR with just a guitar but uh, with a band around him he's great and um in, in any case, check it out, right? We got lots of great mu music here on the island. And uh, CR is one of the leaders of that pack, certainly, and in recent years has uh, really taken charge and one of my best friends. Thanks again, CR. Uh, Penny Posh Designs, go to pennyposhdesigns.com or send me a direct message. Uh, hoodies are awesome. They got more, but the hoodies are awesome. They're $129.99. And uh, if you order... If you order one uh, for the rest of the summer, say um, $69.99 for a hoodie, check them out. And uh, I will throw in a signed picture, and so will my father. Um, Penny Posh Designs, the company is my ex-wife, Danielle's, and uh, it's just real cool. And it's 
she started with an idea of like things that stretch while you're pregnant so you can kind of wear them but that kind of you know it's there but you, you don't really need to be pregnant it's beauty you can't really tell the the, the stretchy stuff it's just beauty it's the hoodies are unreal go online and check them out the material is fantastic we get nothing but great feedback uh, when I say we, it's completely her venture. I just told her I'd help her out, and she's uh, buying some ad space on the show. Uh, Wedgwood Cafe, check that out if you're in town. I'd like to support my buddy Peter Wedgwood. Now, if you go downtown, I got all kinds of buddies I'd love to plug, but now that I'm working at TJ's slash Turkey Joe's, uh, and we're represent, we, we also represent, um, we fall under the umbrella of green sleeves and loose tie as well. So, you know, if you're from St. John's, I don't really have to plug those places, but if you're not and you'll be here at some point, Green, Green Sleeves is like the cornerstone of the whole street and has been for quite some time, I think around 1980. And that was, uh, yeah, it really hasn't changed much, to be honest. The, the surroundings has and the bars in and around it. But Green Sleeves is Green Sleeves. Come in, get a great meal. Always some live band music. And uh, it's the most reliable place that I know of on George Street. While you're at it, stop into Turkey Joe's Deck. I'd love to see you. And uh, as far as anything else, guys, I'm out. I, I have a real, real busy week, and uh, I really don't even have time to do this right now. But I want to make sure I, I put something out for, the, for some content for you guys because I really appreciate uh, the thousands of listeners that we have. I, I really do. Um, I started this with, I, won't, I, I would say modest expectations, but I didn't really have any. I just, uh, for reasons of practice, because uh, I tend to get asked to go on a lot of shows, so it was practice. And I wanted to talk to buddies. That's why a lot of you go, you know, I, I get at least at least 50 people a week, which is getting monotonous, but they send me a message, you know, you should have him on or her on. Or her. I know what I should have on, but I'm trying to get my buddies. Have, you, have anybody noticed that yet? Most people that come on, I know them. Now, there's going to be exceptions, and of course I'm not, you know, anti-strangers, but, you know, I like having my buddies on, and I still have hundreds to go through, so... <laughs> That's the gist of this podcast. In any case, I really mean this. Have a great weekend. Relax. Try to find a positive mind frame. And be good to each other. Thanks a lot. This has been Tales with Yo. fights, lifestyle, and tales from a first-round draft bust? We have it all and more on the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for boutique hockey content and podcasts covering every team in the NHL.